Hello, I'm Avery or Hazel or Kylie. You can just pick one. I don't care. Hello, I am Lily. And welcome to the From the Closet podcast, where today we are covering Spider-Man 2. Yay, we finally get to another Spider-Man movie after fucking ages. Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm pretty Spider-Man. close to when we're doing Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> like, Spider-Man Homecoming's not too far away. I mean, isn't it like next year? Or, wait, no, no, that's Spider-Man. No. Um, sorry, I'm thinking about another Spider-Man movie. Yeah, you're thinking about No Way Home. We're doing Homecoming in, like, two months. I think we gotta do Doctor Strange first, and then we do Homecoming. Oh, Although, shit. actually, for the people listening, for the people listening, that would be different. But for us, we haven't even covered Doctor Strange yet. Wait, hold on a Anyway, uh, this, this podcast... Go ahead. I'm just trying to um, yeah, remember yeah. when this episode releases, because... Have we already covered Spooderman uh, Homecoming at this point, or I don't think so. I, I don't think we, w- we would have covered Homecoming at this point. Okay. I don't oh. I don't have the schedule up anymore, because... Wait, I remember now. Um, in reasons. The next, not next week, but next two weeks we're going to cover it. Gotcha. I, I knew it would be soon. Front, like I, I knew it would be really close to when this episode actually releases. Hmm. So yeah, that's going to be fun. I do think this movie's better, for whatever that's worth. But as usual, this episode will contain spoilers for Spider-Man Two. Uh, if you'd like to avoid those spo- spoilers, you will find a link in the description below to Just Watch, which will have. Links to all the places you can rent, purchase, or stream this movie. For us here in the U.S., it is available on Hulu. Uh, blah, 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 blah. You can join us next... Uh, not blah. You can join us tomorrow for Agent Carter Season 2. I am now going to spin the wheel to determine what you can join us for on Monday. Come on, spin. Spin. There we go. That was a terrible show. I had to that tap it a bunch of times head. for it to actually register. <laughs> hey, what was it? Okay, so it landed on the Matrix Reloaded. Interesting. So you can join us. Yeah, so you can join us on Monday for the Matrix Reloaded. Uh, we don't know what it's going to be on Tuesday. You can find out next Monday. Okay, uh, also in the description below, you'll find a link to our Patreon where you can get access to episodes of this show early. Or early access to episodes of our sister show, Off the Shelf, which is about books. That podcast is exclusive to YouTube and Patreon. And you can vote on future episodes of this show. Also in the description below is a link to Anchor.fm, which itself has links to every single platform that this podcast is on, as well as links to our Instagram and Twitter where you can be notified when we release a new episode. With all that said, please get out of here if you would like to avoid spoilers, because we are going to discuss the movie now. Alright. Oh, we're discussing movie? 3, 2, 1, spoiler time. Peter Parker is Spider-Man. No. No. No! (laughs) Yeah, um, and also, Doctor Strange exists in this universe. Huh. That's strange. 
Yeah, because uh, there there was a little bit of dialogue in this movie between someone and uh, J. Jonah Jameson about what to call this new villain. And um, someone suggested Doctor Strange. And J. Jonah James- Jameson was like, that's brilliant, but it's taken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I say... J. Jonah Jameson is the worst person and best character. Yeah. It's fantastic. I especially love that moment where, like, he's reflecting and he's like, I drove Spider-Man away. He was a hero. I just couldn't see it until now. And then he's like, he, he was, he was a, and then he turns to where the, uh, the suit is supposed to be on the wall and Peter has literally just stolen it back. He goes, a thief! I want... <laughs> I want Spider-Man! Honestly, that moment in the movie was perfect. Yeah, just fucking hilarious. There's also the pizza time meme from this movie. <sighs> I mean, I don't think anything can revolutionize pizza other than the movie... Uh, the the game that they made on this movie. You're late. I'm not paying for those. <laughs> it's just like, it's a shame that um, these pizza delivery places no longer do the... Um, the... the um, it's guaranteed that it's at your house in like 30 minutes or it's free. Like, they don't do that anymore. Largely because, um, the, because of speeding, it, like, that's why a lot of delivery drivers kept getting pulled over for speeding. And eventually, ah. like, state governments started cracking down on it. Hmm. I guess that makes so, sense. So, yeah, that's why, yeah, that's why it stopped. But yeah, uh, so there. There's also the uh, infamous train scene where Spider-Man tries to stop a train. And uh, the funny thing is, this movie came out in 2004. Oh yeah. You know who else stopped a train in 2004? I'm gonna take a wild guess. Is it Mr. Incredible? It is Mr. Incredible. Uh, the year of people stopping trains. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't covered The Incredibles yet. We definitely should at some point. Yeah, yeah, we haven't That's covered gonna be The Incredibles, fun. but hey, at least we're covering cars. <laughs> uh, God. Cars, the Cars movies are just... There's something... That's all I can say about them. There's something. I haven't even seen two and three. I mean, it's weird when it's coming from the studio that made, like, literal masterpieces. You know, it it just happens, you know? It's the innate urge of humans, these evolved apes, to make movie about cars. 
Yeah. Um, but anyway, back on this movie. So, some things I do really... Um, something that really kind of bothers me is, like, the way Peter acts when he loses his powers, particularly towards MJ, because it just strikes me as, like, entitlement. Yeah. Very much. It was the one thing that kind of bugged me. And then, like, he ends up getting... um, Like, she ends up coming to him anyway. Which, to be fair... There is a, a there is an element of good storytelling in here in that like you know you can't decide like you can make your own choices but you don't get to make choices for other people um, and like you know Peter should obviously like he should be respecting MJ enough to let her know like. To let her make her own decision if she knows the risks. And I think we do finally come to that place near the end of the movie. Um, it's a shame Spider-Man 3 is going to ruin all of this. Huh. Spider-Man 3 is not a good movie. Interesting. Also, okay, so there's a part of this movie, I just wanted to bring it up, that Doc Doc was literally, like, threw Peter Parker against, like, this wall saying, bring me Spider-Man, right? Yeah. And the only thing I could be thinking was, bro, if he wasn't Spider-Man, you just killed him. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, people live ridiculous shit in this movie. Like, I don't care that he's Spider-Man. He's, like... Peter should have died when he fucking jumped off of a roof. Uh, yeah. I'm just thinking, like, damn. You just threw this guy against a wall. Everything started piling on top of him. And you're thinking to yourself, yeah, this man will bring me Spider-Man. Bro, he's either dead, going to the hospital, or Spider-Man. Something that I was concerned about with watching this movie is whether or not you would remember why Harry is angry at Spider-Man. I mean, yeah. Um, Harry is angry at Spider-Man for killing his father. Yeah, even though he didn't. <laughs> I mean, like, Norman Osborn, he tried to kill Spider-Man. Spider-Man jumped out of the way. And the thing that he was going to try to kill him with killed him. And of course, um, no one at this point knows that his father was secretly um, the Green Goblin. Yeah. Um, and, like, we get, like, a bunch of setup here for Harry becoming the Hobgoblin. For Harry becoming the Hobgoblin. So that's cool and all. There's another the character in this movie. Another villain. Um, there's another character in this movie named Dr. Kurt Connors, which is um, happens to be the name of the lizard, another one of Spider-Man's villains. We never see him in the, the Tobey Maguire. Like, 
we never see him as the lizard in the Tobey Maguire universe. But mm-hmm. from what I understand, the lizard is the main villain in the first Andrew Garfield movie. So up until this point, why is all like the Spider-Man villains like Tobey seen? Actually, no, I want to uh, approach this a different way. Um, so, like, and other, especially MCU villains, like, I'm evil. I like being evil. And in the M- these two Spider-Man movies, like, science. Oh, shit, science possessed me. Well, see, um, I wouldn't say that that's the case for the MCU. Grant, like, a lot of the MCU villains realistically a lot of them are like i'm a villain because i hate tony stark but you want i mean i just needed a quick example my real point was that science oh shit science turned me evil i mean like it's a uh, it, it's an element that I like, like having different things. Like I, I appreciate this movie for having a villain who actually like redeems himself at the end, because he was never truly a villain. Because like he was kind of possessed. It's the um, octopus arms that were evil. Yeah. Well, the AI controlling them, but yeah. And it's a, uh, it, it's really sad. Like when his wife dies, you can, you feel it. And uh, the scene where he wakes up after all of that and starts killing all those like doctors and nurses, that just, that feels like straight out of a horror movie. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, damn, am I watching Spider Man yeah. or um, I don't know a good example. <laughs> yeah, we don't watch horror movies very often, ever. So there, I can't really give an example, but like, yeah, it feels like something I would see in a horror movie. And I feel like that's a good way to depict it. Damn, if this was... Uh, Another scene that I also... Sorry, Ellie, you go. Go ahead. No, no, you go. All right, uh, Another scene that I also really love in this movie is when um, when Peter finally tells uh, uh, Aunt May about what happened with Uncle Ben. Hmm. I, I I love that scene. It's it's so good. And then when we when they do finally meet up again, like she doesn't like hold it against him. I mean. Uh- you can never know. There's nothing. Um, I will. S- Sorry, you will say. Sorry, what? I will say there is more to that. There is more to the story of Uncle Ben's death. Mm. That we just have not uncovered yet. Um, it gets uncovered in Spider-Man Three. Hmm. I'm gonna guess. Um, what we uncover is actual shit. No, actually, it's fine. There, oh. it, the aspects of the movie that are bad are 
not related to uh, the main villain of the movie. It's related to other characters, and in particular, Peter Parker and his actions. It, it, it's complicated. Mm, Peter Parker. Peter Parker. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, um, this movie. Things. I think is really good. It's like considered uh, this. It, this movie is considered to be like one of the best Spider-Man movies of all time, and I can see why. It's it, it's a rare moment in movies when you get a sequel that is better than the first movie. And I think this movie is unquestionably better than the first movie. Shark 2. Um, I, I don't really agree with most people on, on Shrek 2. Uh, really? I still think the first one is better, but I, I do understand the perspective. Um, for me, the one that comes to mind is Toy Story 2. I will admit... Um no, as much as I um, hate um, talking about Shrek, the topic just never interests me. But I will say, like, in the terms of sequels, I would find it, like, one of the best sequels made. This sequel, like, in just the terms of sequels and not, you know, a movie, it's alright, I guess. But, you know, it doesn't really expand the world at all. Well, like, none of these movies truly expand the world, because it's not meant to be a truly expansive world. Like, trying to expand this world, you would just start getting getting into other superheroes and stuff, and then you eventually just become the MCU. Mm. True. But, I mean, yeah, like, I, I think this sequel... ...characters as well, other than our new villain of the week... I, I the thing is like I appreciate how um, how it furthers the characters' arcs in very very meaningful ways, mm. um, and um, this is also an incident where Peter gets like a weblock where he's like he's losing his powers because like he's like it, he's not in a good emotional state. Like, everything's falling apart. His best friend hates him and doesn't know that he hates him, which is kind of weird. And now he knows that he does hate him. And then, like... <laughs> yeah, and then, like, the girl he loves is engaged to someone else. And he's How also disappointing her at every turn. Uh, I don't know. I can look it up. That's one of the things that was on my mind, like... So, like... I, I know you can get married at 18, but is it also wise to get married at 18? Do those usually last? I don't know. She's 20. Hmm. She's 20 in this movie. I wonder how that marriage, marriage is going to last. Wait. What? This says a. Wait, never mind. Um. 
that might be a different Earth, but this also might be right, because it, it might be right anyway, because they, they're they very clearly in college in mm-hmm. this movie. I mean, obviously, has to be, she has to be older than uh, 18. Well, okay, I say they're very clearly in college, but we've been given no indication that MJ is actually attending college. Peter is. But, well, I mean, regardless, um, like, she's the same age as Peter. In the start of the movie, Peter is going to college. I don't think he is attending anything. (laughs) Yeah, like, he's he's enrolled, but he's not actually attending his classes. And, of course, like, he's disappointing his professor, and then he's, like, gonna write his research paper on Otto Octavius, which is just, um... Sorry, that name just <laughs> kills me. It kills us all. There's, um, but yeah, no, um, there, there's like- also there's other meme lines in this movie, like the power of the sun in the palm of my hand. Oh, that is also true. Um, so there's something I want to talk about, especially with Doc Ock. Because right. uh, more recent Spider-Man media is doing a uh, gender swap on that character. Yeah, um, yeah. Into the Spider-Verse does that. Uh, I can't think of anything else that does it. Um, I have a terrible example if you want to hear it. Are you going to say Spidey and his amazing friends? Yes, I am going to say that. I mean, ten, uh, since I was I am, never into I am just Spider-Man, gonna look up. it's the first time I really saw these villains in the worst way possible. I, I did just decide to look it up, and in hmm. the 616 universe, which is the main Marvel Comics universe, uh, okay. Dr. Octavius is a male. So these are more rec- these gender swap versions are more recent variants. I mean, that's what I um, assume. And obviously I'm pretty sure it's to get more gender diversity into villains. Actually, I'm I mean, thinking about it in MCU. There's gender swap versions of a lot of different characters. In the MCU, it's a little weird. Uh, If you throw out Loki... Like, the... Loki is the only character who you can reasonably say was gender-swapped in the MCU, because She-Hulk is actually just Hulk's cousin, and, like, Mighty Thor is just It's Jane. (laughs) No, I'm talking about, like, how many villains are actually, um... Like, what the fuck is going... Whatever. It's not getting my audio, so at least that's good. Um... And when it comes to MCU villains, I can't think of a single one that's, um... 
uh, female. There are some. Um, there's Taskmaster. There's um, and there's a what? the, the, what's her fucking name? The there's the power broker. There's I mean like Carly, Carly Morgenthau. What we've already been through up until this point, like what I've yeah, watched. Yeah, well, also we've not covered a single MC. But we've also not covered a single MCU movie that isn't led by a white man. So true. Um, I feel like the only villain that we have in the MCU right now that's been like a woman is the girl in the flower dress. Reina, I, I I would also count Maya Hansen from Iron Man three. Hmm. Oh yeah. And, well, and then there's also Jai Ying. Uh, remind me who that is again. Because uh, Daisy's mother. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I forgot about that. She was. Fucking nuts. And then there's also Lorelai, but we don't talk about that episode. I mean, I guess when I think about villains, I mean, about villains in TV shows, once that's banned over multiple episodes, or has an influence in multiple well, then episodes. We also have Whitney Frost, aka Madam Mask, who we literally just covered. That's true, yeah. Um, uh, granted, that episode releases tomorrow for everyone, but... <laughs> but I do know that all the villains in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies and in the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies are male. Mm -hmm. Though not all of them are white. Any more so at least there is um, some diversity, diversity in people we want to hate. Yeah, we need diversity in people to love and people to hate. Because, like, right now, in the MCU, um, as far as what we've covered, um, how many... Uh, uh, how many women or people of color are there? Well, we've got James Rhodes. We have Sam Wilson. We have uh, Natasha Romanoff, and we have uh, Wanda Maximoff. That's it, I think. I mean, maybe... Can you count um, the robot person as um, non-binary? No, <laughs> I'm not going to count Vision as non-binary. Hmm. I consider no Eternals gender. the first true, like, like, the first actual LGBT representation that has any substantial weight to it in the MCU is in Eternals. And it is still the only substantially 
this the only substantial LGBT representation in the MCU. Yes, there are other things. There are mentions of certain characters being gay or bisexual or having uh, same-sex parents, but this is the only thing substantial. Makes sense. Are you just trying not being an internal? But yeah, um, I, I definitely think back on this movie, uh, yeah, it's weird that there are... The, they're getting into the habit of having gender-swapped variants, but it also just kind of makes sense. I guess in... Because um, in the multiverse, really, anything can happen. Anything? Yes, anything. Wow. There could even be a universe where we're all just rocks. I want to be in that universe. <laughs> I want to be a yeah, rock. Uh, I, I think this movie is good. I think... I think the exploration of the relationship between Peter and MJ could have been handled a little bit better, but it's not the worst. Mm. Like, yeah, Peter acts entitled. That's about it. I mean, he does get better. I also find movie, it kind so. of funny that. I also do find it kind of funny that um, the, there's that one guy who apparently played football on the moon. Uh. I love playing football on the moon, don't you? No, I, I don't have money to go to the moon. Shame. Yeah, J. Jonah Jameson's great in this movie. Aunt May is also pretty great in this movie. I think those two are really, like, really, really good in this movie. They stand out a lot. I'm sorry, I just love how Peter's like, I want 300. That's ridiculous. Done. <laughs> the the yeah, way like, he talks is my favorite part about this movie. J.K. Simmons just... J.K. Simmons just kills it in every role that he does. Like, he's fantastic in, the, like, in these movies. He is fantastic as Tenzin in The Legend of Korra. He's fantastic as the Warden in Megamind. You're fired. No, you're unfired. I still need you. <laughs> God, I can't wait till we get to the Legend of Korra and we deal with J.K. Simmons as Tenzin. Like, that is just... How did they do that? <laughs> I don't know, but I probably won't like him as much as I like um, his, uh, his role in this movie, because, like, there, you just cannot get a more comedic relief person. He's so serious. Yeah, he's but definitely not. That's coming out of his mouth is just hilarious. Yeah, like he's definitely not meant to be comic relief in um in the Legend of Korra. Like in the Legend of Korra, Tenzin is like a the super serious character. I feel like he's better. Um, the actor's better in roles uh, like this role because he can he can do a serious voice, but yet um, 
even if the words that he's saying are just the most ridiculous things you've ever heard. Yeah. I don't know how much more I have to say about this movie. Like, everyone kills it. It, it solidly furthers the world. It, like, it has a really good resolution. I do feel all of that. But at the same time, I mean, it's alright. Um, I did love the movie, but I'm not gonna say, like, um, you know, shout it from the rooftops or anything. You know what I mean? No, I, I definitely think Spider-Man No Way Home and Into the Spider-Verse are better movies. But I, I, one of the reasons that I think um, that this movie is regarded as up there with them is because Spider-Man 2, uh, Spider-Man 3 is crap. Um, people really don't like The Amazing Spider-Man 1 or 2. And then in Homecoming and Far From Home, the main villains of the movie are driven by, like, hatred for Tony Stark. So they just kind of feel like Iron Man villains that Spider-Man has to fight. I see. It also makes sense. Fucking everyone hates uh, Tony-ass Stark. Yeah, so, like, it, I, I do think this movie is better than the first one. But, like, I think that's, like, just collect all that stuff together. That's why this movie is held in such high regard. It's because its competition isn't really that great. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely see um, that more. And also, I think before we go, we have to at least bring up this... Spider-Man um, 2 game. The game that's hell in infamy. I, believe I don't that's really know anything about it. I believe that's the game that introduced the Pizza Time song that's used in a lot of memes. Gotcha. But anyway, I think it I think we should probably just get into critic ratings. I feel like we haven't talked about the movie much, but there's really not much to say that like hasn't already been said. That is true. I mean, I am If you want to do uh, my job uh, for me, just like go to a Reddit thread, you'll probably see exactly why um, everyone loves this movie. Okay, so IMDb gives this movie a 7.4 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 93%. Eight, uh, eight, bleh, Metacritic has it at 83%, and 87% of Google users liked this movie. Honestly, like when you set out the ratings, the, f the only thing that, um, the only thing I could think of was uh, too low, too high, just right. And I think I will stagnate with that. Um, I was thinking about an 8, but I think I can go up to a little bit better with an 8.2. Yeah, 8.2 is actually what I was going to give it to. Huh. 
So, yeah, uh, with all that being said, um, join us tomorrow for Agent Carter Season 2. Join us next week for The Matrix Reloaded. And uh, until then, I've been Hazel. That's been Lily. We'll be seeing you.